0: Well, I'd like to reflect a little bit um, this morning on uh, on love, on uh, compassion and on forgiveness uh, they're they're uh, very interconnected. Mm. Now, we've talked about love um, and uh, mostly when I've spoken about love i've I've spoken about uh, love as um, just, it's it's uh, it's deep, deeply innate within us. Uh, it's part of, um, it's an expression of life. It's an expression of uh, our true nature. Uh, and um, Melina is uh, just a little bundle of love, a little love berry. She's, uh, she, she's just, you know, full of wonder and connection and uh, curiosity about life you know you just see it so so but there are other ways to the, our loving as human beings is um, is uh, connected with different kinds of things um, as well there are different expressions of love or different forms of love um, and uh, and it's good to to know about them and and think about them and be aware of how they're present in the way that we love. Um, and compassion is really an expression of love in, uh, in the presence of suffering. So, so they're d- deeply connected. So, um, so when we say that we love uh, something or somebody, um, when I say, I love chocolate, you know, it's not an expression of uh, of unconditional love, is it? It's, it's something different. It's, um, and, uh, and you know, Melina loves her mommy and part of that is that, you know, her mommy's the source of her, all these pleasant um, experiences of uh, of touching, of nurturing, of, you know, of relief from discomfort, so so this sensuous <laughs> s- aspect of love is a very natural part of how we learn to love, and it is um, it's you know it's uh, it's good it's it's not it's not itself in itself bad, um, and it is uh, it is based on pleasant experiences. So when we experience uh, a pleasant experience, you know, and it's uh, particularly um, pleasant to us, we we can we sometimes say we love it. You know, um, I love this time of year. You know, it's sunny and cool. Uh, so many things that I love in this way. Um, it's uh, it's part of what makes life beautiful, and it's based on pleasant feelings. Having pleasant feelings, liking our pleasant feelings, and emotional love is another um, expression of love that we um, we feel good emotionally with some people. You know, we we're happy. Uh, you know, I, I, I realize that a lot of, a lot of um, you know, the love that we feel with our friends it, and the love, at least for me, anyway, uh, I, I've experienced this, is, you know, people I love to be with, it's a lot because I love who I am when I'm with that person. I love what comes out. I love, you know, either the joy or or the, you know, the the honesty or the, you know, the warmth. You know, I just love what happens when I'm with that person. It feels good. And um and it's and it's also based on pleasant feelings. You know, that I I really I like it. It feels pleasant. Um and and these um these aspects of love. You know, it's hard, it's harder to be with somebody that it's unpleasant to be with, isn't it? (laughs) You know, and there are people who, because of their hurt, you know, because of their fear, because of perhaps, um, you know, physical or mental illness, or conditioning, social conditioning, you know, maybe deep poverty, um... They're hard to be with. They're hard, they don't open up. <coughs> They're d- perhaps defensive or accusing or or project things onto us that you know we're not really that aren't really what's going on, and so um, so it's hard to love them emotionally uh, in this way. You know, sometimes, you know, our kids manifest this kind of behavior, or our parents or our siblings, and so there's a, uh, you know, there is this uh, deep commitment to keep loving, and understand, and that that's that that's being held by the third kind of love, which is unconditional love. <coughs> you know, this unconditional love is uh, is simply this quality of life, which um, comes through us, uh, it's it's a it's a spiritual love. Um, it's not based on pleasant feelings. You know, it, in the uh, in the New Testament, um, Jesus says, uh, "Be like God." Who reigns on both the just and the unjust. Or in other images like the sun, who that, that shines on everything. You know, it shines on uh, whatever's going on. So there's a there's a way in which this way of loving is just coming through us. It's not it's not directed at, you know, um, it's not reserved for this or that person. You know, sometimes um, we have these carpenter ants in in my in my house and uh, um, I always loved ants ever since I was a kid, I don't know, I just... uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes they just walk across the counter and I think Mm -hmm. I should you know, like, there's this just love that comes up for this amazing creature. Uh, and I think, okay, I better scoop it and put it outside. But, um, but uh, yeah, just just uh, seeing somebody on the street. Um, uh, just seeing children playing in a park, <coughs> seeing dogs playing in a park. You know, just, you know, the, this, we can just feel this love for life. Coming through us, and, um, and it's very beautiful. It's uh, it's connecting. Um, it's uh, another image is is like a flower emitting fragrance, and 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 we do um, we do nourish the earth like rain. We do warm the earth like sun. You know, we do sweeten the earth like flowers when, when this love is just shining through us. And when we are, um, you know, when we're not so, uh, so how, you know, how do we open to this? And it's, this is all about releasing our attachment to ourself, you know, releasing the sense of, I need to project, I need to protect, I need to, you know, enhance, I need to, you know, Get love, you know. It's like it's like um, Kabir said in his poem. You know, uh, everybody is saying, "Love me," and and he said, "Can you look at the world, you know, like like the full moon? Look at the world through those full moon eyes, giving what everybody is hungering for, and just." Allowing the heart to love, to love freely, to love openly. So, so and, and of course, this is not something that we can force. It's something that just uh, open, it flows through our being in a natural way. But we can open to it. You know, we, can, we can connect with it. The meta practice is a way of, of connecting to that love which is there and uh, and we can um, we can just uh, bring our awareness to that presence um, it's 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 touching the universality of life it's touching the universality of you know this aspiration to be free from suffering this aspiration to be happy and at peace now the Dalai Lama teaches this you know, Look around, he says, and, and just look at an individual and say, I want to be happy, and this person also wants to be happy. Uh, I want to be free from suffering, and this person also wants to be free from suffering. So there, there's these simple and beautiful ways of just connecting with this, um, this quality of a loving heart, And so, and so, in our in our relationships, uh, our significant <laughs> relationships, um, and our everyday relationships, you know, we can be aware of um, of the ways in which uh, our the love that we're experiencing may be a sensual experience. Maybe, maybe we just love the way somebody looks. You know that they're so pleasing. You know that they. Maybe we love the way it feels when they touch us. Maybe we love the sexual experience. Um, maybe uh, uh, you know there's uh, there's just something you know sensual, a bond, a chemistry <coughs> that happens, and we feel alive, you know, with them. And we can be aware. And and, and sometimes that's not there. See so 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 in relationships where where the the love that we feel is primarily you know there's a there's an imbalance of a sensual um, love you know you you can be pretty sure that that you know that relationship is not going to endure because um, because we don't always feel sexual attraction sometimes a person doesn't look their best <laughs> and people grow old we all grow old we all we all uh, chin start to sag a little bit and everything starts to sag a little bit and and uh, and that's um, that's just life so if we haven't developed a deeper bond than sensual love it's not going to last is it and we hear about you know these midlife crises and somebody finds you know a young beautiful partner and um, they hadn't they probably hadn't built a, sensual, uh, a, a deeper love and if, and if our love relationships are primarily emotional if we feel that our partner has to make us feel good or our kids have to make us feel good or our parents have to make us feel good you know if we can't be with them when they are depressed or angry or 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 disappointed or uh, or just in a bad mood um, and uh, you know if, if that breaks the relationship um, then um, you know it's there's there's an imbalance our it's emotional love and um, and we haven't Found that deeper, that deeper sense of just uh, um, accepting, receiving, being present with this being who is um, who is always unfolding as we are, always becoming something new. You know, so so these these um, these experiences of emotional and sensual love as. As lovely as they can be, and and fun, and uh, and um, and pleasant, uh, they don't allow the, for the impermanence of things. Um, they don't. Uh, they can't contain the the inevitable change that occurs uh, in relationships. So, so we. Um, so this quality, you know, of f- f- loving friendship, you know, which is uh, which, which which is an, a translation of one translation of of meta, you know, loving kindness or loving friendship, um, has, you know, it 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 leads us toward this unconditional loving, this this just this uh, life loving itself, life wondering life being filled with wonder at at how life is unfolding <coughs> in in what we perceive to be another you know this is self other is a perception but you know it's part of this dance of love and life that we perceive another and we can love that other and um And so, uh, so this deepens. This can deepen as we we bring compassion and forgiveness into these relationships, um, so that we can um, stay open. Um, yeah, I I uh, I often tell this story um, when I speak about love and commitment in relationships about. Um, Joanna Macy, who, uh, who's a, uh, a wonderful uh, teacher of Dharma and deep ecology, and she, she brings uh, the teachings, uh, Buddhist teachings on interdependence, into uh, a, a kind of a, a weave with uh, teachings on the environment and and, um, and ecology and and uh, a passion, to to um for earth and and to preserve the resources of the earth um, the life of the earth so um, she she tells this story about when she and her um, her husband to be her fiance at that time Fran were uh, had decided to get married and um, and they went to a friend who who was a minister, um, maybe to talk about their, their, their marriage, their wedding. And uh, he sat down with them and he was very happy for them. And uh, he said something that surprised them a lot. He said, um, my blessing for you is that is may you always be strangers to each other. Uh, so, so to bring that, that curiosity, that interest like who is this being having coffee with me? You know who is this being uh, at this moment? You know on this day? Uh, who is this being who is evolving as I am evolving, changing? So um, so that that brings this freshness, this innocence that you know I spoke about. Um, at the beginning of the week, to our experience, and um, and so compassion, compassion is it is an expression of love in the presence of pain. So when we see pain, um, when we see suffering, uh, when there's love, <laughs> compassion arises. And you know, and it's so. If, in, if our compassion is about, is about fixing the person or about saving the person according, according to our idea of how the person needs to be saved or fixed, then there's attachment. Then it's about making ourselves feel comfortable. Um, uh, you know, of course, compassion calls us to act you know? so, so it's not that compassion is passive um, compassion calls us to act uh, and, and the action is appropriate to the circumstance so of course if we see somebody who's in danger you know, we want to, we want to uh, protect them if we see somebody who's hungry we want to offer them food those very basic human needs but often the the pain and the suffering that we see is um, is is not so basic. It's it's more on the uh, you know emotional, psychological uh, level. It's the level of suffering, um, mental suffering, and so um, so we don't always know what to do. But but that that just simply that that presence um not turning away you know that is that is really compassion there's um a quote by Sharon Salzberg' very beautiful about compassion and 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 uh, she addresses this uh, this idea that that you know well, if compassion isn't about, always about jumping in and, and fixing things or doing things, uh, then you know, is it just passive? Um, so she says, Sometimes that we think to develop an open heart, to be truly loving and compassionate, means that we need to be passive, to allow others to abuse us, to smile and let anyone do what they want with us. Yet this is not what is meant by compassion. Quite the contrary. Compassion is not at all weak. It is the strength that arises out of seeing the true nature of suffering in the world. Compassion allows us to bear witness to that suffering, whether it is in ourselves or in others, without fear. It allows us to name injustice without hesitation, and to act strongly, with all the skill at our disposal, to develop this mind state of compassion, is to learn to live, as the Buddha put it, with sympathy for all living beings, without exception. And so, perhaps compa- it would be compassion that would that would lead us to um, to to, to prevent somebody from harming another. Um, did you tell me this story about Kamala Masters or did you tell it in the group? <coughs> I told you. you told somebody me. else we were having. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so there was this, uh, Pascal was telling me this week about this teacher, this wonderful uh, teacher from Hawaii named uh, Kamala Masters and... Um, and uh, and she was on the street once, and she she noticed a couple of young uh, guys, and they were arguing, you know, and they were you know really really seriously arguing, you know, and yelling at each other, and and um, uh, uh, and um, and they began to you know start getting physically violent, pushing, pushing each other, and and. Uh, and she just, you know, like without thought, she just kind of went went right for them. And she started cursing and saying, you effing, you know, this and that. And she was just really powerful and strong. And said, you stupid, what are you doing? And just pulled him apart, you know, because she knew that that's what was needed. You know, the shock of seeing this little, you know, beautiful little woman, you know, cursing her head off, and but she was also powerful, and she did it out of compassion not only for the person who was being pushed around, but also for the person who was doing the pushing, because you know how uh, how much regret, how much um, suffering could that cause if he really did harm to the other, uh, and. Um, so, so we, can, we can, you know, our, 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 our compassion is, is not only to protect, you know, a, the being being harmed, but also that who's perpetrating the harm. And, um, you know, of course, uh, we've talked a lot about being with painful experience, our inner our shadow, being opening to the shadow and, um, and compassion is so impor- important in that. To just have this heart of acceptance, of, of not turning away, of being present. Um, and, and uh, you know, when we open to compassion, we face self-judgment. So we face that self-judgment. And, um, and when we open to compassion to others, we face our, our judgment of others. Uh, and um, uh, and, and so, so we bring compassion to the judgment. You know, we bring compassion to that, that closed heart, that judging heart. Uh, that heart which has been hurt and has learned to judge. Um, that heart which is closed because uh, it felt dangerous to stay open um, and so we bring uh, we bring compassion and we bring forgiveness um, there's this story I read uh, in a book by Thich Han. very beautiful uh, you know, his stories are so simple and so beautiful um, about this man who um, who had so much anger against his father, because his father had been so harsh, so judging, um, so uh, uh, unaccepting. And it felt to this man, who was now a grown-up, you know, had experienced all this as a <coughs> child, a young child. And it felt to him like his father had never loved him. And Thich Nhat Han did a kind of a, a guided meditation with him. And 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 he connected with his father as a five-year-old boy. And he remembered seeing a picture. <coughs> Remembered seeing a picture of his father, you know, with his parents, you know, and his parents looking, you know, very stern, and uh, and this this little kind of innocent, you know, kid just uh, just taking all this in, and um, and he realized that um, that this was the only way his father knew how to love him, you know, and it it just helped him to. This understanding helped him to open to compassion to his father and um, and recognize that he had been loved all along in the only way his father knew how to love him. And so this was an opening to forgiveness through understanding. And you know, often our our hearts get closed because we've been hurt, and and our hearts get closed to ourselves because we've hurt others, and we carry guilt around with others. So so we it's hard for us to feel this this love for ourselves because we're judging ourselves. We feel guilty. We failed. We've hurt. And so, um, you know, forgiving is um, it doesn't mean, you know, especially when we talk about forgiveness to others, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be reconciled with them. Because if that person is still doing those same kinds of behaviors, if that person has denied that they've ever hurt us, has denied that they've ever um, been unkind, Uh, if we find that whenever we're with them, um, you know, it just starts all over again. Maybe we've distanced ourselves or maybe they've, maybe they've died, maybe they're gone. So it's not always possible to reconcile. So I, I draw a distinction between reconciliation and forgiveness. The only the only way, the only time that forgiveness is always reconciliation is when we forgive ourselves. When we are we we stop dividing ourselves against ourselves. Because when we're judging ourselves, who's judging who? You know, what mind is judging what mind? What heart is judging what heart? You know, we're we're somehow we're somehow trying to divide ourselves and it's it of course it makes us feel it's painful to do that. So, so, uh, forgiving ourselves is so important. There's a beautiful and kind of humorous saying that I heard from my primary teacher, Matthew Flickstein. I'm not sure if he coined it or somebody else did, but um, uh, forgiveness is uh, giving up, on having had a better past, mm. forgiveness is giving up on having had a better past, which is kind of funny when we think about it, because you know we can't change the past. The past was the past. You know what happened happened. You know, and uh, if uh, we had, you know, a father who always seemed angry, uh, or uh, or, ab- or was absent, or you know, or a mother who seemed to judge us, or, or, or we, you know, we, we failed. We feel that we failed somehow uh, to love our children or our parents. Or, you know, what, what was in the past is past. We can't fix it. And and sometimes, I mean, we can, if we want reconciliation, we can. Find ways to with another person. We can find ways to reconnect and address it, perhaps. Um, but uh, but but simply accepting it just allows the heart to relax, you know, to give up, to say, okay, this is how it was, uh, and I don't need to keep, you know, kind of this this armor around my heart. I don't need to keep, you know, repeating these angry thoughts or, or defending myself. You know, um, I, can, I can accept that the past was what it was. And, um, and sometimes doing this also opens us to the gifts that are present through accepting you know, the gifts of compassion. Because if, if we don't acknowledge that we've experienced pain and suffering in our own lives, um, or caused it, uh, it's, it's hard to be compassionate to others, you know, who are experiencing it and are perhaps causing it as well. So, so forgiveness. There's a um, there's there's a series. Just I'm I'm not going to lead us in this uh, as a guided meditation, but just to put them out so that you hear them and um, uh, maybe just take them into the heart. Uh, there's a traditional series of phrases that are offered as a contemplation on forgiveness. Um, And first, it reaches out uh, to others who have hurt me, and the phrase is, you know, to whoever has caused harm to me, intentionally or unintentionally. Because sometimes people hurt us, and they don't really know, right? Lots of times that happens. To whoever has caused harm to me, intentionally or unintentionally, through thought, word, or deed, I offer my forgiveness. I just you know, and and we can't always offer full forgiveness. Sometimes it's we begin by just opening up to that possibility, where maybe we were holding a lot of anger and hatred and resentment. And sometimes just just saying that, oh, maybe maybe it would be possible to forgive. And it's something that might will happen op- over time, you know, if, if we incline the heart, if we open to that intention to offer forgiveness to the other. You know, so it's gentle. We don't force forgiveness. It's something that we just, it's, we hold it open as a possibility. And it, it's something that happens, you know, like insight. It just, it just uh, springs up in a natural way. And then, and then the second phrase is um, to whoever I have harmed, uh, to whoever I have caused harm uh, intentionally or unintentionally in thought, word or deed. I, um, no, I, I did it out of war. Anyway, it, it's uh, I, I, I ask forgiveness. So uh, I, I meant to do this one third to whoever I have caused harm. So it's um, it's a it's a it's a kind of an opening to the possibility of may you forgive me. You know, I, I can't make you forgive me. Maybe it's still hurting. You know, but, you know, it's just expressing that desire to be forgiven. Because sometimes in our minds, you know, because we, we can't acknowledge this desire to be forgiven, we, we justify ourselves and we, you know, we build stories. and, But, you know, we can simply articulate this desire to be forgiven to whoever I have caused harm, intentionally or unintentionally thought, word, or deed. I May you forgive me. And, um, and then the one I was going to say second, um, in any ways that I have harmed myself, I have created harm to myself intentionally or unintentionally, in thought, word, or deed, I offer this forgiveness to myself. I forgive myself. So, you know, opening the heart and just uh, receiving this forgiveness. You know, um, and it's um, it's very simple and we don't need to rationalize it. You know, I I did some things when I was when I was young that I felt guilty about for years. And um, mostly things that just harm myself. And uh and and you know, and I I talked to a therapist about it once, and she said, you know, well, you were so young, and and there were so many things in your life, and you were confused, and and yeah, that helped. It helped. Um, it it helped me be a little more gentler with myself. But it was really this this simple opening the heart to accepting. That's just how. That's just what happened. That's how life unfolded. Um, that's what happened. I. I, who am not I, the same I, now, that was at that time, um, or, I is just a perception, but, you know, the, this being, this this being manifesting life now is a very different being. So there's that identification through time. But But, yeah, that's, the forgiveness is an essential piece because Saying, "Well, I'm a different person then," I can feel, you know, it's a rationalization. You know, yeah, but you know, we do carry forward our experiences. So, 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 just the receiving of uh, acceptance from ourselves, of this manifested. This is how life unfolded, um, and. Um, and feeling that opening to compassion is such a healing thing. So, and we can, uh, we can perhaps um, it can be part of our closing, you know, as we, as we, uh, you know, that uh, we can do this just internally, um, and so at some point, you know, just if there's any way that uh, I have harmed another, uh, intentionally or unintentionally. I ask for forgiveness. If there's any way that I've harmed myself this week, in this, you know, uh, judging <coughs> myself or comparing myself, you know, I forgive myself. And if there's any way that um, that anyone has har- harmed me, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, I offer you my forgiveness. We can do that for each other, for ourselves. So um, so I've uh, talked a little bit longer, and uh, we need to close. so so uh, we're not going to open for discussion right now, but there'll be a time at the end, um, and anything that you want to express uh, you know, which was formed by your experience, there'll be a time for that self-expression. So. Um, So anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening. So, Mr. Pascal.